0: Good morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer on this Sunday morning, Resurrection Sunday, Easter morning. This is our day because it's his day. We're followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the day that changed the world. We celebrate it today. Indeed, a great number of people throughout the entire world this is one of the great days celebrated in the, in the entire world, the Resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yesterday, we talked about how it's real. <clears throat> it's not just a story. It's not just uh, a hope or a wish or a spiritual resurrection that somehow Jesus lives on in our life, but it's real. And if I could just quickly recount, we saw yes in yesterday's Daily Word and Prayer seven facts. And these are facts, my friends. These are not just what Christians believe, this is this is these are historical realities. There was a man named Jesus who lived. He did die. He was buried in a tomb, in a grave, in the side of a side of a cave, shall we say, and, and built into, dug into a rock. Three days later, that tomb was empty. The body was gone. The grave clothes were still there, but the body was gone. Over the next 40 days on at least 10 different occasions, several of which occurred on this historic day, he appeared to groups of people, multiple groups of people, rarely to just a single individual, almost always to two or more witnesses. At one time, up to 500 people at once, he appeared to them. They were so convinced of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, they went out and they told others about it. They preached it publicly. In the very places where Jesus had been arrested, they were now declaring that this Jesus who was put to death is arisen, is alive, is alive and is victorious. And nothing would stop them. They were, as a result, point number six, they were beaten. They were arrested. Their property was confiscated. They were ostracized the power structures came against him with full force shall we say every effort was made to cancel them and yet they prevailed nothing stopped them even upon the threat of death even upon imprisonment nothing stopped them not a single person ever went back on their eyewitness account of the resurrection and this is this is how any any fact of history how do we know credible witnesses give us a story and the cross examination, they pass. You and I are members of the jury. I vote, he rose. He is risen, and I know you're answering, he is risen indeed. So we follow the ultimate champion. That's right. People ask me on campus sometimes, you know, why I'm, I'm a Christian. And one thing is that I like to follow a winner. I like to follow a winner. This is more that Jesus was more than like the Super Bowl champion. He was beyond Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, and all these others combined. This is greater than the World Series, March Madness, the Masters, uh, you name it. This is the ultimate champion because Jesus defeated someone who had great power. As a matter of fact, the enemy that Jesus defeated we read in Revelation chapter 12, he had the power to deceive the whole world. And this is who Jesus defeated at the cross, and that is Satan, our adversary. And folks, I hope you do realize you you may not see him, but you have a spiritual adversary, someone who hates you, someone who wants to destroy you, someone who would like to see you in hell forever. That's your adversary you dare not take him lightly. And Jesus conquered him in the ultimate cage fight, shall we say, the ultimate death match. He beat him. It looked for a minute like Jesus was down on the mat, but no, he won. He rose from the dead and he is the ultimate champion. That's who he is. In Hebrews chapter two, verse 14, we read that Jesus rendered powerless him who had the power of death. Now, how interesting is that? When we consider our champion, Jesus, the, the, the enemy, he overcame the enemy and the enemy had the power of death. My friends, death is our ultimate enemy. Oh, there's plenty of things that we don't like in this world. We don't like poverty. We don't like strife. We don't like broken relationships. We don't like disease, illness, pain. There's plenty of things in this world we don't like. But the ultimate enemy is death. And it gets everybody. As I tell the students on campus, recent research has proven and shown, recent research and studies have proven that 100% of all people die. That's true. It gets everybody. And death, no one wants it. It's a a terrible thing. It is the enemy of humanity. It is a result of sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 tells us the wages of sin is death or the punishment. The consequence of sin is death. You encounter death and the loss and the pain of death. One thing it ought to cause you to do is hate sin more. One thing it ought to cause you to do is realize, boy, sin, it has a devastating consequence, death. And death is our ultimate enemy. But Jesus, or hear what what the Scripture says about our hope. Because Christ has risen, and the great resurrection chapter of Scripture is 1 Corinthians 15. Yesterday we saw in, in the beginning of the chapter how Paul says, I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ... Here, here's I deliver you as the first importance what I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and he was raised again on the third day according to the scriptures and then he appeared to Cephas and then the twelve and then we could go on and read further because he says then he appeared to uh, more than 500 brethren at one time most of whom remain until now but some have fallen asleep and then he appeared to James and then all the apostles and last of all As to one untimely born, Paul said, he appeared to me also. He goes on to speak about the resurrection and how if Christ is raised, and because Christ is raised, you and I will be raised as well. Brothers and sisters, death is not the end. No. I often talk about if you want to be a winner, you better know where the finish line is. I've seen more than one race, and I've been in a race where the fastest person did not win, because he didn't know where the finish line is he gave up he stopped running a little bit too quick or he, he let up at the end or in one case didn't ran in the, in the cross country ran for the wrong place the wrong destination if you don't know where the finish line is you're unlikely to win now, our finish line is not finishing college or landing the good job or getting the nice house or paying off the mortgage or retirement or even death. No, the finish line of life is when we stand before the Lord God Almighty. And He renders an account of our life. We're hoping, we're planning on Him saying to us, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You were faithful. Enter into the joy of your Master. Sadly, with some, He'll say, Depart from me, you practice lawlessness. I never knew you. And so we want to be winners at that time we want to stand on the champion stand with jesus christ because again he's more than the super bowl uh march madness masters world series all that combined he's more than olympic gold he's on the champion stand and he invites us to stand there with him and when we do we read the end of 1 corinthians 15 what will be like But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal, us, will have put on immortality, then will come about the saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The the, the sting of death, the the power of death is sin. Sin, the the law shows us we sin. We've broken the law. We have sinned against God. That's what makes death so terrible. If you die an unforgiven sinner, an unredeemed sinner, a lost sinner, oh my goodness, I can't offer you hope. But if you die in Christ, having had your sins forgiven, having been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, bought back, purchased, you yourself purchased by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, which we remember just this past Friday, if you die in Christ, reconciled to God, then, oh, death, where's your victory? Death has no victory over us. Oh, death, where's your sting? The grave has not that sting, but rather Christ has given us the victory. Because he lives, we shall live. Because he's risen, will be risen. My brothers and sisters, this is our hope, and this is our destiny. It's true. It's real. It's as real as the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which, as we saw yesterday, is a fact. Therefore, 1 Corinthians verse 15, chapter 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our toil is not in vain in the Lord. Amen? We often look at a hymn or on, 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 on Sunday mornings and talk about it. And my favorite Easter hymn... My favorite resurrection hymn was written by Charles Wesley, who wrote over, I believe, number, no one knows for sure, but they think over 6,800 hymns this guy wrote. Charles Wesley, the brother of John Wesley, and one of his most famous, Christ the Lord is risen today, hallelujah. Sons of men and angels say, hallelujah, raise your joys and triumphs high, Hallelujah. Sing ye heavens and earth reply. Hallelujah. Lives again our glorious King. Hallelujah. Where, O death, is now thy sting? Hallelujah. Dying once, he all does save. Hallelujah. Where thy victory, O grave? Hallelujah. By the way, you know the word hallelujah simply means praise the Lord and it's in the core it's in every refrain of this song soar we now where christ has, has soar we now where christ has led hallelujah following our exalted head hallelujah made like him like him we rise hallelujah ours the cross the grave the skies he's the he's the ultimate champion and you and i as we have faith in him, as we are come to believe in him and receive him, we are the ultimate champion too. Have you received Jesus Christ? Is he really in your heart? Is he really your Lord? Is he really your Savior? Oh, I pray he will be. It's so simple. It's so simple simply to have faith in Jesus, just to turn and say, Jesus, I believe you did that, and I believe you did that for me. And therefore, I receive not only what you did, in your death for me and your resurrection, Jesus, I receive you. I receive you as my Lord, as my Savior. Come to me. Come into my life by your Spirit. Live within me. I embrace you. I don't reject. I don't say no. I say yes. And I, by simple faith, I simply receive. Father in heaven, we bless you on this resurrection day. This is the day that changed the world, Father. Jesus was, it looked like the, the Romans had beaten him. It looks like he was defeated. He was in the grave. He had been crucified in such a cruel way. He was crushed. It looked like, it looked like they were crushing him for his political position or for his rising up against the power structures of, of the Sanhedrin and, and the Romans. No, Jesus, you are crushed for our iniquities. You are crushed for our sins. And in so doing, that was not a defeat. That was a victory. You endured the cross for the joy set before you. And we thank you today that you considered us to be the reward of your suffering, the joy set before you that you brought multitudes of people and are continuing to bring multitudes of people Back into relationship with the Father. Jesus, we bless you. We receive you freshly. We say we believe in you. You are our Savior. You are our Lord. We believe you died for us and rose again. You're alive, and we receive of your gift. We we believe in you. We trust in you. You are our Savior and Lord. This we affirm. And we thank you as such. You have made us winners as well, you've made us champions. Oh, death, where is your victory? You've rendered, Jesus, you rendered our enemy powerless. And now we walk in your victory. And we will be, by your grace, power, and strength, we will be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in your work, because we know that someday we'll rise to and stand before you. And our faithfulness to you, our service to you, and our service to others, it's not in vain. There is a sure reward because one day we will be reigning with you as well. We thank you. We bless you on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day in church today. Sing, sing those resurrection songs robustly with all of your heart. This is our day. This is our victory. Walk in it. It's his victory but he shares it with us. So walk in him in it today. By the way, we're here every day. We come here every day. We believe the value of being in the word of God every day. And I invite you to join us every day in the word of God. We're not once a week Christians. We're certainly not once a year Christians. We're not once a week Christians. You want to grow in Christ, get into the word of God every day. And so we're here like this every morning, 830 a.m. Eastern time. But you can watch the YouTube anytime throughout the day. Or you can even listen on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platforms. So I, enjoy, I invite you to join us. Come back, hit the subscribe, hit the notify, tell your friends, and be part of this growing community of people who are followers of Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Until then, may the Lord bless you, keep you, strengthen you, fill you with this peace, and help you to walk in His victory. In Jesus' name, bye-bye.